Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and every week we look at a different episode from a different series. My name is Randy. I am your host on this beautiful 80s cartoons journey and of course I am joined as always by my good friend and my co-host Phil. Phil how you doing today man? What's going on, you beautiful bastards? I'm feeling a lot better. I was under the weather for a bit, but hey, I'm back. I got my voice back, so this, let's go. That's right. Phil's got his groove back. <laughs> oh man, no touchy. <laughs> oh man, we got an episode. We got a great episode for you today, folks, and I'm definitely looking forward to talking about this one. Uh, but of course, before we get into our episode today, let's go through some of our uh, just bits and pieces in our normal housekeeping. As always, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com to follow up on all the greatest geeky goodness and geeky content that's out there. Of course, you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash geekworldorder, Twitter and Instagram both, at geekworldorder. And today, man, we are hitting one of those great classic 80s series, Thunder, 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 Thundercats! Oh! Oh! One of the <laughs> classics, man. Oh my god, I love this cartoon so much. Oh man. This was one I discovered a little later in life. I don't I don't I never actually watched Thundercats until uh late 90s, early 2000s when it had a run on Toonami. Oh yeah. I for, they did do that, didn't they? I forgot about that. Yeah, when I first got cable back in the late 90s, or at least good cable that had like, you know, Cartoon Network and stuff. So this was probably about middle school for me, middle school, early high school. Yeah, that's when Toonami had that run of had a lot of like Robotech, Thundercats. Oh my god, yes, dude. Like Toonami had like the only like lineup it was beautiful dude and man thundercats dude uh so we're talking about an episode today called the thundercutter and dude this was a really (laughs) fun episode man it really was dude it kind of reminded me how much i enjoyed it back in the day and once we kind once we kind of talk about what the plot was you'll kind of understand it but this episode felt like there was a very anime-ish quality to the animation for this <laughs> <Right>? episode. <laughs> exactly. And it really worked with kind of what happens in the episode. Yeah, true. Oh, dude. So we start out in Mamra's chamber, and he is not happy. <laughs> it's Mamra, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's basically, he's pretty pissed because, you know, his minions have failed him once again. And, well, they pretty much blame it on Lionel's sword and the Eye of Thundera. And basically it's gaining, it seems to be gaining power the more Lionel is using it, the more he's, you know, getting familiar with it. The user and the sword are becoming one. Yeah, pretty much they're blaming it on the sword and freaking Mumra gets a stick up his ass. Sword, I'll show you a sword. Yeah, 
So he straight up summons a samurai. <laughs> like, dude. Like, did he just pull this guy, like, out of time, or? That's what I was wondering. Like, how did he... He just manifested this random samurai. Right? Like, did he pull it out of time? Is there a world concurrent to... Were they on the, like, Third Earth or something? Yeah, Third Earth. I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> Did he pull the samurai from, like, First Earth or Second Earth? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, because I forget the whole story about Third Earth. Poor it like, guy. I was like, I forget. Like, did the original Earth perish or something and they had to go find a new Earth? Um, I don't remember the story exactly, but that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, that's unfortunately a detail I forgot. But yeah, no, like, I am definitely very curious about this samurai and where exactly he came from. <laughs> and the samurai is very suspicious. He doesn't seem to under... He doesn't seem to completely believe it. You know, what? he goes on the whole thing, but, you know, I can't be bought. I don't have a price. I fight for honor. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, I must obey my master, Mumra. Dude, Mumra pulls, like, the classic 80s bad guy reverse psychology. Oh, he finessed the shit out of him, dude. <laughs> dude, that's, like, every 80s bad guy. He's like, oh, I, you must fight these evil invaders that are harming our world. Evil invaders? Why didn't you say so? Oh, you yes. are now my new master. And apparently this is fate, you know, because he mentions, <laughs> you know, the Sword of Omens and, right. his, and the enemies, the Thundercats. He's like, oh, my sword just happens to be called the Thundercutter. It's fate. He's like, oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> oh, man. I love his voice, though, dude. That's like, right? That. I'm just oh, like, the I'm like, oh, man. Every time Phil goes into this voice this episode, I'm going to get another legal. <laughs> I'm going to get another legal letter in the mail, aren't I? It is my responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, no, that the the voice was definitely a little on the uh on the stereotype side. Oh, it was so stereotypical. I'm like, wow. Like we got away with a lot back in the day, man. Right? So yeah, we cut <laughs> to the uh the Thundercats home base and they're talking to these uh humanoid people about a device called the mutant detection system. Oh yeah. So apparently they're going to install this system in these people's tree village thing to give them warning against Mumra's mutant army. What what were those uh what were they called again? I for I I can't remember. I don't need like did these people actually get a name in this episode? I'm not sure. Whatever they are, they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but dude, they're hot. I mean 80s cartoons, man, everyone's got to be hot at some point. This is true. So, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, this this thing's going to give you plenty of warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson. 
pretty much. Like exactly literally, what it right as he's like literally, right as Lionel or or someone is telling them about, oh, or maybe it was Panthro. Plenty of warning, warning. Yes, literally, the warning device goes like, off. It just goes, just goes nuts. <laughs> like as he's about to say it. Oh man. Oh, I'm trying to make sense of my notes here. Oh, no worries. What what was the um Oh yeah, that's right. They they ended up um Oh, yeah. but there was a scene before that where I guess Lionel and the samurai met. Oh, actually, this is more or less where we're going to get. Is I guess the village is doing something like I think they're catapulting like rocks at the guy and he's straight up cutting through the stones. Yeah, dude's sword is is no joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yes, very. Yes, he's like, where is the lion warrior? Where is the lion Rory? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love him though. Actually, I think this. Or actually, I think the 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 samurai might have just been doing some training. That's right. So next we see Lion-O and the the hot chick. Yeah, the, the hot village chick. They, with the little with the little loin th- claw thing going on. Yeah, it's actually been a couple of days since I've watched this episode. Does she actually get a name in this episode? Uh, her name is Rachel's sister. <laughs> 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 and that's. It's so weird because you see that so much in anime and like the Japanese culture. Like, there's like a, a thing of honor to where, like, a guy will refer to a girl he owes a debt to or somebody he protects as his little sister mm-hmm. for some reason, like a term of endearment. So that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, they're heading towards her village. They can actually install the device here, and the girl's like. I know a shortcut, but it's very—it's a very dangerous shortcut. You might die, but come this way. It's like we're gonna cross this bridge. We call it the four-day drop. Why do you call it the four-day drop? Because <laughs> if you fall off this bridge, it'll take you four days to hit the bottom of the ravine. Yep, that is insane, dude. That four... would drive you crazy alone. Four days of just falling. You fall asleep. You wake up. You're still falling. Yeah. I mean, at that point, if you have a weapon, you're probably just going to kill yourself at that point. Yeah. It's like, just get this over with. Because, you know, if you're accelerating down for four straight days. Oh, that impact is going to be a beast. (laughs) Right? You're basically going to turn into mush. I'm pretty sure you're just going to be liquefied on impact. Oh, yeah. Like, not even broken. Straight up liquefied. This is basically turning to soup. That rate of acceleration is just going to be insane by the time you actually hit the bottom. What if a person would even survive falling for that long? Right? I'd imagine you'd die from something. That gra- yeah, that gravitational pull for four days. 
Oh no, that's, something's got to happen. You would probably also die of thirst first. Because I don't think you can go four days without liquid. Yeah. That I, say, I think you can go a little longer than four days without food. I think you'll die from thirst first. Probably. So, yeah. Oh, and apparently the Thunder Cutter is like a magic compass. Because we get a oh, brief yeah. shot of them like pulling the sword <clears throat> out and being pointed towards the warrior. So they all meet. They start crossing the log. <laughs> and Lionel's like, um, yeah, I'm kind of going to change you to back up because I was already on the bridge first. I was on this bridge first. Kindly get the fuck out of my way. He's like, uh, <laughs> no. You're a get out of my way. So they, like, just start cutting. So the samurai slices the log. Yeah, basically like a big old fuck you match. And then Lionel starts cutting it. So they're literally just cutting into the log. Yeah, like right in front of each other. They're just slicing the log. Dude, these two are literally having a <laughs> testosterone-fueled pissing yeah, match. Yeah, they're having like a dick-measuring match right now. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck are you. It's like, I can fuck piss fuck further you. than you can. My sword's bigger. <laughs> My Eventually, sword's a little sharper. And the girl's like, what the hell, guys? Right? <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? So eventually they cut through the... They end up just cutting through the thing and like, oh, now they're dying. They're falling. So, you yeah, know, the girl, she straight up shoots an arrow with like a rope attached to it and saves them. While shaking her head, because at this point, she's like, what the hell is wrong with you two? Yeah. I'm not a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell, Lionel? <laughs> Even though I think technically he is a boy. Yeah, he's like the. Well, he's not the youngest, youngest, but. Didn't like in the first episode. Didn't they, like, accelerate his aging or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Like, his age ended up accelerating, so he's still so very young-minded. Right. So he got an adult body, so, like, he could actually be, like, the leader of the Thundercats and be a strong warrior. But there are definitely times where he still has the, the mentality of, like, a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and that's How sort are of... you, Lionel? I pooped by myself today. Panthro. Uh, and that's really what this first con this first <laughs> um confrontation with the samurai was. He he definitely came off as um kind of a pubescent boy. Yeah. Kind he of like, like I'm not a boy. Yes, sir, you are. It's like <laughs> Yeah, he was like, No, I am a man. Look at me. Punch. Look at my pecs. I am a man. My yes. sword's bigger. <laughs> so yes, um, after they're saved, the samurai's like, "Ah, oh, yes, you have saved my life. You fought, you held your ground honorably during our confrontation." And the girl's like, "You're both idiots." He's like, "I must, I must now go and find the one they call Lionel." He's like, "Um, uh, oh hey, <laughs> yes, look no further. I am Lionel." He's like, "Why are you looking for him?" Oh, I must destroy him. Well, look oh, no dude. further. Here I am. <laughs> oh, and the samurai like, is so... Oh, well, good luck. I hope you find him. And the samurai is confused also. He's like, wait a minute. 
Risker not to be. How can I? How can I fight you? You're you're respectable. It's like you're my friend now. We just became best friends. Right. <laughs> He's like, all right. I guess it's time for us to fight. Yeah, they try anyway. So they pretty much start circling one another, and and of course tensions are high. Time for some good old conflict. And if you can't guess by now, um, we go to a commercial. Because that's what we do in 80s cartoons when the tensions get high like this. We'll be right back. (laughs) And so we'll go ahead and take our first commercial commercial break here, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. Half human, half animal. Thundercats, Mummer and Lion-O, each sold separately. I'm Mumro, want the sword of Gundera. With this secret power ring, battery not included, you can make Lino's eyes light up. With Battlematic action, you control their swords. Sword is mine, Lion-O. That's what you think, Mumra. Thundercats. Thundercats, Mummer and Lion-O with light-up eyes, each sold separately. New from LJN. All right, and we are back. Uh, so as we left for the commercial, Lionel and the samurai are circling one another. They're ready to fight. But um, we have a small issue here. Uh, the Sword of Omens refuses to come out of its scabbard. Lionel's oh, yeah. like, well, okay, nope, I definitely should not be fighting you. And same thing with the samurai. The Thundercutter will not will not draw. I actually found that very interesting. So they're, both of their swords have similar properties. Right. To where it will not, you know, the sword refuses to fight them because there's no evil intent. Right. So by this point, the samurai has definitely put everything together and realized Mumra had definitely lied to him. Which, <laughs> pretty much which at first he's like this is my master and now it's like okay i help you defeat the evil of mumra yep so now they are united so they i think it's the samurai but one of them literally chops down a tree with their sword so they can just cross a, you know they, so they can cross this pit and that was pretty that was pretty cool he like one sliced that shit too dude and of course, Mumra must have realized the samurai would probably put this together because, oh, we see a sky cutter with two of mutants on it. <laughs> These guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> Stupid. I know one it's, is it's called sl- Slithe. Yeah, Slithe and freaking his name is Monkeyan, dude. Monkeyan. Oh my god. What in the hell? They like ran out of names. Yeah. It's like, um, we'll call you, um, insert name of your creature plus man. <laughs> you are now monkey man. Um, oh, man. Uh, we really ran out of names. Uh, you over there, you're called, you're just going to be Bob. Like, Sorry, damn. Bob. <laughs> um, What's your but, name again? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but, um. Yes, I mean it could be worse. You could you could be the transformer known as Erector. 
You're problematic. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, my God. Oh, and so Slythe actually has a voice that is very recognizable to me. Uh, he is voiced by Ed Gilbert, who is best, probably best known among our 80s worlds as General Hawk on G.I. Joe. That's what was so familiar about him. And he's one of the Coneheads on Transformers, the the trio of jets from the second season. Oh, yeah. I want to say he's... Uh, Dirge? Either Dirge oh, or Ramjet. Oh, snap. Like, uh, all three of those Coneheads have a very unfortunate names. Dirge, <laughs> Ramjet, and Thrust. <laughs> With their phallic-shaped heads. <laughs> Those yeah. poor guys. I would have became a Decepticon, too. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So the mutants, they take out the tree. and Actually, no, they knock Lionel off. So he's, like, barely holding on. He's like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm strong. And he does this, like, he does this, like, spinning alley-oop thing. Yeah. And then he grabs like the the tree limb and just use it as a like a catapult to like yes. knock them out of the the sky cutter. Yeah, Lionel is strong as shit. He is, man. <laughs> he is the chosen one. He is Neo. Pretty much. But yes. I'm Neo, but I don't wear any pants. But yes. He he's definitely a, a leap before you look kind of guy. Pretty much. Because, unfortunately, he does have that almost teenager mentality. Yeah, he just does, basically. He just does things, and it's like, oh, well, I fucked up. That's sort of like, really, that's kind of his main character flaw through the series, is that he's very impulsive. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. And he does think a lot like a teenager. You can tell he doesn't have a lot of experience for the position he's supposed to be holding. Pretty much. I do what I want, Panthro. Yeah. You're an idiot, Lionel. <laughs> you are a child. I am I not am... a child. <laughs> I'm not a boy. Yes. You're, yeah, yes, yes. Technically, you are, you are Lionel. You're just a boy in a man's body. You're a big ass boy. You're a man boy. A <laughs> man boy. <laughs> Lionel is literally a man child. <laughs> Silence, man child. <laughs> Stop calling me that, Panthro. No. Keep your hands off my blasted samoflans. <laughs> Damn it, Lionel! Did you take the th- Did you take the Thunder Tank out for a joyride? No. Yes. <laughs> why are there fo- Why are there multiple crash marks here? Uh... I, I I got nothing. Damn you, Lionel. Damn man-child. <laughs> man-child. Lionel the man-child. Lionel, did you put your balls on my tank? <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, it was really weird, like, in the first episode, where, where they were running around, like, all naked. <laughs> what? Don't you remember, like, in the first episode? Oh, um, I don't remember that. Like, the first part of the first episode, like, 
they don't like actually wear clothes until they like get to the planet. Oh my god. It's weird. This whole show is weird. You're sitting here like, am I watching the wrong Thundercats? <laughs> right? Hey, wait, which website am I on again? Yeah. <laughs> what? They, they keep screaming ho and they're naked. What's going on? Wait, I don't think... Th wait, no, I I think he's calling for the wrong ho. Well, there's Jitara. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. She's oh. great, by the way. I love her. Dude... Oh, dude, that that one robot chicken skit where, oh, where Momra <laughs> pretends to be like Lionel's nanny. Oh my god! Uh, Didn't know that skit like her and uh him and Chitara had like a bunch of kittens or some shit, like a bunch of babies. Oh yeah, and they live like in a trailer, and Lionel's like <laughs> yeah. a construction worker. Oh my god! Then he just like smacks the shit out of her. Because <laughs> he's like complete white trash. Oh my god, that shit was great. Oh, robot chicken. Oh my god. Oh god, where were we? Oh yeah, so they finally make it to the Sky Village. So yeah, these people live like high up in the trees. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It reminded me of uh, Donkey Kong Country. Hmm. I vaguely remember that show. <laughs> It was like they they had these like pretty much this like tree village thing going on. Let's get the first thing it made me think of. So yes, uh, so I guess that village has been at work. So they've got the detection grid in place. So that's good. Oh <sighs> yeah, it had the whole early detection thing. That was actually yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, so we cut to um, Mamra's palace, and Monkey and like. So, um, what are we going to do to rescue Slythe? And by the way, Monkey and left his ass. <laughs> right. He's like, come back, help me. And Monkey's like, ooh, and just runs off. Nope. So he's like, so Mumra's like, all right, so we're going to have to switch our plans. First, I brought one who fights with honor. Now I must summon a warrior who fights without honor. Why didn't he do that the first time? Right? <laughs> Why didn't he just summon the ninja first? Right. That ninja was cool. Dude, man. Ninja. Like this this is one of the other reasons why I love the animation in Thundercats. Yes, dude. The the animation was just so smooth. It was and beautiful. It, and it really does have a quality of feeling like eighties anime. It really does. Like the way the ninja just ran across that ladder or whatever it was. He's just like. Dut, 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 dut. like oh, dude. I was like, look be... at how fluid that was. It was, man. It like, looked, I was like, damn. Like, that's... I feel like I'm sitting here watching anime. Right. And I don't remember if the rest of the series had that kind of quality to it. But I think there's like certain scenes that did. The intro this... definitely does. But like, this episode has the anime feel through it. And that is just one of those little things that really helps set this episode apart. Oh, yeah. And really, that attention to detail really helps pull this one up a few notches. Oh, yeah. Like, that that one scene alone, I'm like, wow. And then the other scene when the uh, samurai, like, does the one slash to the tree. 
Yeah, because I know... Just how fluid it was. It's just... Because I know sometimes they go... Especially with this show, like, sometimes the intro scene is, like, the most action-packed part of the episode. Oh, yeah. I, I love that intro every time. Oh, dude. But no, this episode was just so spot on in some of the little details. And yes. So yeah, we have the ninja now summoned. Whereas the ninja fights with honor, the ninjas are about silence, secrecy, and stealth. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So they cut to the village uh, where a negotiator arrives. It's a little short piggy man with a horn on his head. So he's like, yes. Oh, so I will. Oh, that's right. So the negotiator is sent to arrange for Slythe to be released. I love the little pig characters because they always have that little snort when they talk. <laughs> I'm here. Right. It's like, okay, we an... get it. You're a pig creature. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's another anime kind of quality where the anthropomorphic characters take on a lot of the mannerisms of the animal that their <laughs> yeah, right, form exactly. is based on. I love that. It's just it's just cool. So, yeah. And this was and the deal was definitely too good to be true. It's like, OK, you release him. Mumra will just uh, they'll, uh, they'll just forget about it. Yeah, we'll just go away and forget, forgive and forget everything. It's all good. It's like, so they're, all right. like, they're like, okay, um, we'll think it over. You'll have your answer tomorrow. Which, good on them. That To kind of like hold off for a minute. But, mm, a little suspicious here. So let's think about it. Lionel is definitely suspicious as hell. Yeah, he's just looking at it, and they're like, what do you think? And he's like, something's wrong. Like, he can sense it. Uh-huh. So we learn very quickly that the negotiator is actually the ninja. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Mumra gave him this, like, beetle thing to cut through the uh, samurai's armor. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, dude, it was a classic senile Mumra moment, because he never finished explaining He's like, and once the armor is cut, ah! and he starts laughing. I was like, okay, once the armor is cut, what? Well, I, I mean, guess you kind of had to put two and two together yourself. Yeah, it's like, like all oh, right, okay, well, I guess that'll make him vulnerable. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> actually, so this next scene is actually pretty good, man. So the ninja is pretty much running around putting his people to sleep with like this sleep powder. It was just like, foof, foof. and the. And the animation effects for the powder was actually oh, that was, really well done. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You just kind of see this like stream of powder just across the screen. And it does have that anime feel because I've seen similar like things in anime where like powders are thrown and it does have that anime kind of look to it. Like that like sparkly crystal yes, that, look where it just goes. Yeah, that sparkly kind of mist thing. Yeah, dude, this, again, the, the animation in this episode is fantastic. It is, dude, and absolutely sets it apart. So, yeah, so the plan is actually for, like, pretty much the Mumra's entire mutant army is waiting in the forest. 
Oh, yeah. So they're yes. like waiting for a signal. <laughs> yeah, so the ninja, like, he gets out of the pig costume and finds uh, Slive. Mm-hmm. Basically tells him the plan. He's like, um, the mutants will attack at first first daylight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the ninja's going around. He's putting people to sleep. And he gets to the samurai. He throws the powder. And it's like, oh, no, the samurai's asleep. Or is he? <laughs> yeah, He's like, so he... surprise, ho. I was expecting your shit. Exactly. Like, he puts the beetle on his chest. Nothing happens. And it's like, as soon as he does it, the samurai grabs an ninja's arm. He's like, you really think you could trick me? <laughs> a fool of samurai or whatever he said. But it was pretty cool. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, dude, and so and the ninja, he straight up grabs the girl and he like jumps onto a railing and he's like holding her over his head like, yeah, what you gonna do? I will throw this bitch. Attack me and I will drop you and I will drop this girl. And so he drops one of the baskets that takes the, the people down to the ground and they're like, oh, and the mutant's like, oh, there's the signal. Time to attack. Yep, so the mutants do their thing, and they come charging in. But Lionel is ready by him himself, so he appears, and we get we get the... <laughs> so, there are some great... There are some tropes in anime. One is recycling footage, especially when it comes to um, transformation scenes, wet, like uh, super-powered attacks... So we get our recycled footage of a uh, lion o pulling out the Sword of Omens. And he goes, Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. And it always works so well. And of course we <laughs> just get... Just one of that recycled footage. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. And we get thunder, 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 thundercats. Oh! And then you get that giant red light that's in the air that all the cats love to chase <laughs> oh my god i just real wow i wow i just realized it's a that giant, dude i swear to you it's, it's a, a giant, giant laser pointer and all the cats are like Wah! it's a giant laser pointer in the sky like 10 years before laser pointers were even a thing right? so Ooh. then you see you see all the thundercats eyes glow yellow as they see it and they all scream oh Dude, they just all straight up jump in the tank. (laughs) Even Snarf, even though he like trips and falls like, oh, uh, oh, no, sorry. Yep, Snarf here. Snarf. Oh. (laughs) Oh, buddy. So who is more useless as a character? Orko or Snarf? Dude, that's a good question. They are both rather useless. They, I don't think there's, I think they're both pretty much on the same useless plane. Yeah. You know, I think Snarf's had his heyday maybe one or two episodes. Because, you know, as far as annoying characters go, I mean, at least Slimer knows how to put on a proton pack. This is true. He helped. He knows he can rescue people. It, as annoying as Slimer is, he, I think might have the most usefulness of like annoying secondary characters this is true 
Because that episode we did, he did put on the proton pack and help fight back the ghosts. Yeah, and then he just, and, like, knew when to nope the hell out of there. Yeah, he was like, oh, hell no. And then grabbed them and, like, got the got the hell out of Dodge. You know, he was like, okay, you yeah, know, they, they got past me. They, they're about to open the containment unit. Out of here. So, oh, no, we're out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slimer, wait. Hell no. Nope. So, yeah, we pretty much have a bunch of battles here. The girl manages to jump away. Uh, Lionel manages to grab the sword that gets knocked out <laughs> of his hand somehow in the fight. Oh, that's right, because they, they start fighting. And from here, it's just like the next few minutes are just pretty good. Very fluid battle scenes. With oh, yeah, the, the action was great. The Thundercats arrive. They fight off the mutants. The, the samurai fights, the ninja fights, Lionel fights. And eventually, you know, the mutants scatter because they're defeated. Of course. Oh, dude, but no. Animation, once again, man, top quality for this episode. And so fluid, so beautiful. Like, this whole, like, next couple of minutes of just fight scene, beautifully animated. Oh, yeah. And, and it's cool because it it all still holds up really well up until, like, today, like 2019. Oh, absolutely. It still looks just as amazing. It's It looks great. So, yeah, we, uh, so we go to it uh, later that day. You know, the sun's fully out now, and the samurai is just walking off, I guess, trying to look for his next honorable mission <laughs> and that's what i mean by this poor guy because now he's stranded on this third earth he doesn't know where he is right and, like where is he gonna go was he pulled from another part of third like third earth that we don't know about that's what i'm saying it's yeah, like where is to, he going <laughs> like once again going back to the beginning of the episode here where we're talking about where did this guy come from right exactly it's like wow so we have no way to send him back to where he came from. It's like, we'll just let him walk off. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Lionel and the girl are having a conversation. And he straight up, was it him that asked her? Or, oh no, she asked um, him. Yeah. So who do you think would have won between the two of you? And Lionel says he thinks the samurai would have won with his experience. Yep, and then she's like, you know, funny you say that, because when I asked the samurai, he said it was you because of your youth and flexibility. Right. How do you know it was flexible? He was <laughs> looking at my glutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are a giant man-cat, so you're probably <laughs> able to lick your own crotch. Man-child-cat. Man oh, jeez. Oh, uh. But no, they, cleaning they myself. They definitely bring up good points because, right, the samurai definitely would have had the experience advantage and his oh, yeah. massive amounts of training. Lionel had youth and stamina on his side. Yep. Young, tenacious Lionel. So they they both basically have their their high points, I guess you could say, their advantages. Right. So if they had fought, it probably would have been an actually a damn good fight. Oh, yeah. Instead of chopping a log. And then Lionel kind of ends the episode with, you know, kind of one of those 
sage advice points. He just kind of goes, ah, really, in a duel like that, nobody wins. Yeah, I was like, thanks, Lionel. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, buddy. Listen, Lionel, we're, this is an 80s cartoon. We came here for the action and the violence. We didn't come here for the learning. It's like, Lionel, thanks. Just thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, See, that... I'm not a boy. Yes, you are, I'm Lionel. I'm smart. You are a man-child. <laughs> Big-ass man-baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, buddy. I love him, though. Oh, man. But, dude, this episode was just... It was really good, man. I loved this one. Oh, yeah. It's it's just... Thundercast is just one of those superb cartoons. To where you're never really going to have a bad episode. It's yeah. just... It's just great. Right. And this, is, this series, I probably haven't watched in a good... Oh, 15 to 20 years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really been since the same amount of time. Really me. since that Toonami run, man. You know, shout out to to, to Toonami, though, because they really used to have a great, they had a great lineup. Oh, dude. Toonami was like the kind of the gateway for anime kids. It really was. Like introducing like like the next generation generation to like what anime was. Oh yeah, was, I'm pretty sure like that afternoon block when I first started watching late '90s when I first got Cartoon Network was like it was like Robotech, Sailor Moon, Thundercats, and DBZ. I want to say. Yeah, that, yeah, that was exactly it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was a killer lineup. Yeah, it really was. Like it, it was nice. I mean, say what you will about stuff like Sailor Moon. That got a lot of people into anime. It really did. Like a lot of, it's funny. A lot of people wouldn't really admit that you know what Sailor Moon. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's I like think, trust me. I you watched that, that the whole f- lineup, right? And I think that was the first one I saw that, like, when I knew what the word anime was. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like Sailor Moon was like, okay, this is anime, right? And then there's stuff like we watched as kids not knowing it was anime, like Voltron. Yeah, like Voltron, Ronin Warriors, oh, like different Ronin... stuff like that. Oh, Ronin Warriors was the shit. Oh, dude, I love that. Oh, yeah, and like Speed Racer. Like, we just sit there and watch it. It's like, okay, well, is this uh Oh, dude, when I was in like, <clears throat> I want to say around first, second grade... Uh, Sci-Fi Channel had a lot of stuff in the mornings. Oh, dude, Sci-Fi did have a good a good anime thing going on. Most of the time, I remember watching like Ronin Warriors at like seven, Transformers at like seven thirty, and then going to school. Dude, I remember at one point, I swear, Sci-Fi played Akira like every week. Yes, they did. They played a lot <laughs> of I stuff. I would watch it every at, time. Yes, they did show a lot of anime at night. Um, at like after ten o'clock, the stuff that was more adult heavy, and like adult heavy slash violent. Mm-hmm. 
I have seen bits and pieces of Akira, but I've never seen the whole thing, like start it, to finish. It's pretty long, but it, it gets good towards, I'd say like midway is when all the crazy, crazy action starts. Right. For some reason, I don't watch a lot of the, especially like the 90s stuff from anime, like the late 80s, 90s era stuff, like Akira, stuff like that. Honestly, I'm not that interested in all of the bloodshed. Yeah, a for lot some of stuff reason, from that a era... lot of the 90s stuff was really, like, explodey and bloody. Like, like bodies exploding and stuff. violent. Like, intestines and, like, all kinds of shit. Like, extremely detailed, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know? I yeah, have no interest. very gory for, like, no reason. Right? I think that's what kind of turned me off to anime at the start. Yeah, I like... think they tried to push the envelope a little too much on certain ones. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of, it was like overkill. Yeah. Especially when you had like explosions where like you could see the person like bubble up inside. They did that a lot. Like you'd see like the human body bubbling up exploding you see all the blood the intestines the eyeballs go flying dude it was gross it was it's pretty crazy like it, dude it was too much for me yeah they, they, they kind of they, they did do too much it was it was just i don't know why yeah. they wanted things that gory but they toned it down i notice a lot of anime these days it's not like that right like, the anime these days, you'll get like a severed arm or head or leg or something. Right. Like you get what's going on, but it's more palatable to to audiences. Right. And really, I think once they kind of struck that balance is when anime really started to take off. You know, it was more about story than it was about like. Right. Like action and gore. Because a lot of American cartoons especially during the 80s where we're talking, were kind of glorified toy commercials. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, here's a bunch of guys. Uh, all right, good guys beat the bad guys. And you don't get a lot of story or character development. Yeah, just a lot of, of like, like just a lot of your kung fu action. <laughs> you got more of it like when they brought in like, big name writers to to write episodes or at yeah, least people true. who would go on to be big time writers that's true it was like oh look the bad guy the bad guys lose to the big guys which one's your favorite go tell your parents to buy it yeah <laughs> right it's like <laughs> oh here's the good guy oh go buy some bad guys because you know gotta have somebody to beat hot rod's awesome good go tell your parents to buy it yeah <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. So, little Johnny, what do you want for Christmas? Hot rod. It, I'm sorry. You want like, what, what for Christmas? It's like, wait. What kind of shows are you watching again? You want a hot what? Hot rod. No, Transformer. Oh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. It's like, um, little Jimmy. Um, it, it's the '80s. That's um. That's not very acceptable yet. And the wife's like, I want one too. Honey, you're not helping. Yeah. 
Yeah, wife's like, um, uh, that's what I wanted for our anniversary, for my birthday, and... Well, I want a divorce! <laughs> <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, the 80s were a wild time. Yes, it was. Not gonna lie, if I... If I had a, if I could have a time machine, I'd go back to the eighties. The eighties was great. Like I want to go back and enjoy it as like an adult, right? Just look around, like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I would just go back, enjoy my cartoons first run, probably by like a a G body Monte Carlo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. Just, like, live the 80s life for, like, maybe a month or so. Right? Come back and, like, oh, that was nice. It's like, so, um, so how was your trip to the 80s? So much cocaine. <laughs> Come back with, like, a white stain on one of your nostrils. It's like, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Back, back yeah, before. It was cool. We, <laughs> yeah, back before we knew cocaine was so deadly. Or, you know. Back when it wasn't cut with, you know, all the stuff oh that gets God. cut with today. That reminds me. I saw a news article to, earlier today to where this guy got arrested because his kid went to school with with a bag of cocaine and told his teacher when he tasted, he turns into Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I am not lying. Everybody oh. out there, look it up. I'm not lying. Oh, man. That would be it. A cartoon. It's just <laughs> if someone made a cartoon, it's just some kid that's coked up. It's like, okay, make us an '80s cartoon with what you know about the '80s. We're not going to tell you anything about the '80s. Just whatever you know about the '80s or what you think the '80s are like. Just give us a cartoon based on that, and it's probably and it's probably going to involve someone that turns into a superhero when they do a line of coke pretty much that i, I i'm telling you that would actually sell <laughs> that would actually sell i'd watch it i would it's time to suit up <laughs> oh, oh my god oh so much cocaine <laughs> It's like what the 80s were, just cheap gas and cheap cocaine. Yep. Oh, man. But yeah, dude, this episode was fun. And once again, dude, top quality anime. Oh, dude, and, it's glorious. Like, and actually, the episode had a decent story behind it. Which, yeah, it once again, we don't get that a lot in 80s cartoons. <laughs> You got it occasionally in the in the big, you know, in the heavy hitters like Thundercats, like, and this happened to be one of those episodes. Yeah, that's true. And it, and again, it just it it lives, like it just plays so well up until now. It just it's still it's still an incredible cartoon, especially this episode. Oh yeah. No. Like watching it again, I'm like, wow, I forgot how good this was. Right. Oh man, that's the thing, dude. Because there are some cartoons 
especially when you start farming your animation out to different studios. I'm looking at you, Transformers. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, shit. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, dude, there are some... There's some good episodes of Transformers with bad animation. Oh, yeah. Like, like pretty much like when I show when I show you an episode that was made by that particular studio, uh, it's called Acom Studios. They're a, I believe they were a oh, Korean company. I remember them. It's like, dude, as soon as you see an episode, you're like, yep, that's an Acom. That's an Acom episode. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Like, ah, yep, that's a classic oh. Acom piece right there. Ugh. Like, there are some Transformers episodes, especially like in early season two, that look like they were drawn by Hanna Barbera. <laughs> it's like, uh, exit is... stage left. It's like, animation, why are you so bad? And that's sort of the thing. Hey, Kyle, like, why you do this? <laughs> bad, like bad animation can just ruin a watching experience. Like if like you have if you have a good episode, but it's just hard to watch because of the visuals. Ooh, yeah, that that's ugh. Quality matters, man. It really does. I'm looking at a car crash, like it's so interesting but i'm horrified yeah oh you know <laughs> oh dude like the acom episodes you can almost set drinking games to how to like the Oof. animation errors oh that, that used to be so much fun just picking out animation errors oh man unfortunately in some of those episodes especially transformers ones if you start playing drinking games you might die yeah, that's all. That's straight up alcohol poisoning right there. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh man, but dude, this is—I had a good time looking at this episode today, man. I, like I said, I haven't seen Thundercats in a long time, and this was definitely a good episode to as a jumping-on point. And yeah, that's true. Really, from there, a lot of a lot of stuff, especially in the '80s, because of syndication. You can just jump around as you please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, but uh, I think that'll do it for this episode, man. Uh, once again, check out geekworldorder.com for all the latest geeky goodness and great geeky content. Uh, Facebook.com slash geekworldorder. Twitter and Instagram at geekworldorder. And, of course, um, go through whatever method you're subscribing to the show. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn Radio. If there's a major podcast provider, we're on it. You can find us. Of course, leave us a like. Give us a review. Give us that five-star rating. Uh, tell your friends, family, you know, anyone you think would be interested in the show. Definitely let them know. And um, we'll see you next week, guys. Love you guys. See you soon.